And welcome, Hoosier fans, to another episode of the Doing the Work podcast. As tonight, we have an Ask Us Anything episode where we answer some questions from our private Assembly Hall community and our followers on Twitter. I'm your host, Jeff Marlowe, here with my co-host, Kathy Amos, on Doing the Work, the newest show on the Back Home Network dedicated to covering IU women's basketball. And as we do most shows, we start our show with our banner moment. Tonight's banner moment occurred yesterday when ESPN released their top 25 players for 22-23. I use Grace Berger came in at number 17 on the ESPN list and was the only Hoosier to make the list. Mackenzie Holmes received votes, but, but Grace was the only player in the top 25. Opponents on the list included Caitlin Clark of Iowa at number two, J.C. Sheldon of Ohio State at number 11, Jordan Horston of Tennessee at 15, Rakia Jackson of Tennessee at number 18, Diamond Miller from Maryland at 21, and Monica Sanano from Iowa at number 25. But congratulations to Grace on our banner moment for being part of the top 25 on ESPN's list. Our banner moment is sponsored by Homefield Apparel. Homefield is constantly releasing new schools or updating their products for schools in their existing line. You are bound to find something for you or as a gift as we near holiday season. They even have a core line with no schools or teams if you have family or friends who just want a high-quality sweatshirt. So whether you want only IU gear or other college teams and now NFL or nothing associated with a team, Homefield Apparel probably has something for you. Go to homefieldapparel.com and use our promo code HOME to get 15% off your entire first order. That's promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, for 15% off. Once again, the website is homefieldapparel.com. Wear one for the team. And now, here to spread her basketball acumen, it's Kathy Amos. And we're going to send it over to Kathy for the Amos angle. And if you had noticed, we got a new song from Bob Thompson that we just played yeah. for you guys. Yeah, thanks, Jeff, for that. And I, I totally agree with your your uh, banner moment and a, a, a secondary banner moment for Bob Thompson with the new music for our, our show, especially made just for doing the work. So um, if we didn't feel special enough before, I think that just adds to it. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're almost there, right? It's Wednesday and two days until our, our exhibition game on Friday night. Um, so hopefully those people out there listening or watching tonight have their Big Ten Plus subscription all ready to go. So we finally get to see our ladies in action on the floor Friday night. Um, a lot of great news headlines around as well. Um, for example, I think it came out today that McKenzie was on Megan McGowan's top 20 returning list for the Big Ten. Um, so that was that was exciting to see. So I'm assuming Grace will be there too as she continues to reveal the rest of her, her top players that are returning. Um, and the other, I think, big banner moment for us this week for the women's program is their new locker room was revealed earlier this um, this week too, which was really cool. And Allie Patberg was the first one to sign the alumni wall. So if if you're on Twitter um, and you haven't seen it yet, I'd encourage you to go and see some of those videos. So um, the other thing we're getting ramped up for the season is we had um, Inside IU Women's Basketball on Monday with Austin and Coach Morin um, had our first episode come out. So um, 
lot of couple nuggets I was able to listen to it today and, and pull out of that. And I figure we can talk about that later when we get into the heart of um, answering some of the questions. They kind of help uh, maybe shed some light there. And if not, I'll, I'll throw them into as we kind of go along. So a lot of stuff going on and just excited to, to see them in action and see how these pieces of our puzzle start fitting together. Yeah, and and I some other items of interest that I had noted down, Kathy, Mackenzie Holmes had a birthday yesterday and, yep. and wish her a happy birthday. Caitlin Peterson today was named the IU Scholar Athlete of the Month. And also kind of going back, and I know maybe this is, we'll talk a little bit about this when we answer some of the questions, but uh, judging by some of the questions that we saw or you know, if, in the community, uh, I thought it was interesting that on the Inside, Indiana, Inside uh, the Hoosiers radio show that Coach Moore admitted that Grace Berger had undergone shoulder surgery over the summer. We'd had heard some rumors. We'd had that question posed to us over the summer. We didn't have any real confirmation of that. And with as tight-lipped as sometimes the IU program is about their injuries, I, I was a little surprised how forth how forthcoming she was in that interview with Austin about Grace's um, injury and, and stuff. And then also she mentioned that uh, Mackenzie Holmes also had another, I would assume probably there was some scar tissue or something. would imagine yeah, that they yeah. were that's they were taking out, but she said that she was a little behind on her cardio, her conditioning. So what yeah. would you, besides obviously talking about some of their things that you're going to mention in, uh, with that, what do you think of those two things, especially? Yeah. The, the interesting thing for her, for me, for grace was that she said what led from her shoulder surgery was for her while she was rehabbing to take a different look at her shot and actually retooled it a little bit in that she actually expects Grace to be a more consistent three-point shooter for, um, this year for us. And that was Again, one of those lingering questions we've had since last year, we know we, she brought in Sarah, we know she brought in Sydney to help in particular with a three-point shooting, but we always wondered if Grace could develop, you know, she has that beautiful mid-range shot that no one really um, appreciates or has anymore, but could she develop more of a consistent long-range shot? And it sounds like that might actually be the case, so... That was what I really took from hers. Um, I was really surprised about the McKenzie news in terms of her knee. I, I had thought we had heard earlier during like a press conference that she said her knee was good to go. And maybe it was at that point, but in this procedure was earlier in the summer. So hopefully, you know, she'll be able to get that cardio going and back up. But it may see maybe less playing time for McKenzie at the beginning of the year than we might have thought um, due to that. And the one in particular we might be surprised as I guess made the Tennessee game is first out of the gate um, in terms of games where she would probably be playing heavy minutes. Maybe she might not as much as um, later in the year. If it wasn't for the cardio part, I wouldn't be shocked if they, if she doesn't play Friday night in the exhibition, but since she needs some cardio as yeah. coach Morin talked about, I think we'll see her. Um, and, and I think somebody posed it in, in, in or it wasn't necessarily um, a question in the community it was more, um, I think the, the question, or maybe it was in the text messaging you and I were having with Ari about whether, you know, hopefully Grace will be ready to go. There didn't seem to be any indication from Coach Morin that they were going to be out for any time. It's just a matter yes. of they, they got work done over the summer because that was the proper time to get it done. It makes me wonder a little bit how much of an injury did Grace play through? It, right you know, toward the end of last year and 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 such so um, yeah because we did see that brace on her shoulder last year so yeah that's a good point 
That's an excellent point. And, and so, and we knew what McKenzie was dealing with pretty much from February on, actually middle of January on that we knew she right. really wasn't a hundred percent, but it'll be interesting to see. And, and I'm going to save a couple of things. I was watching Austin and, and coach Morin on the, on the inside, uh, inside the Indiana show. And, and I really inside Indiana basketball, I should say, and, and show, uh, and, and really caught a couple of things in there that I thought were interesting. And we'll get to those. Obviously we get to the questions. Anything else you want to add in here, Kathy? Um, no, I, I took a couple other nuggets away from that interview. And if we don't um, get to them listening or answering our questions here, I'll, I'll uh, throw them out there at the end as well from, from that interview with Austin. Okay. Yep. So you're ready for some questions? Let's do it. All right. Hang on a second. I'm just trying to get some, if you, if you're watching us on the YouTube feed, YouTube live feed, we, we've got some new toys that we're trying to, to, to learn how to, to get a handle on. But our first question this week is, and I'll let you take the first crack at these you, okay. from Sean, from Sean Roberts, who do you think will draw the opposing team's best defending best score night in and night out? Will we have one go-to lockdown defender or will the coach mix and match different people on them. Um, I think and, and the question was, also, and Sean was specifically referencing like a Caitlin Clark type. Right. And that's what I was going to say. I think this is similar to a question we got when we um, covered the Iowa uh, deep dive a few weeks ago. I, I still think it's going to be more, I don't think we're going to see one person and I am sure it's coming from Nicole Cardano Hillary from last year or she seemed to be the main go-to defender. I, I don't think we're going to see that this year. I think that defense is going to be a very much team-oriented thing this year, which it always has been. And I just don't think we're going to have one particular person where we know she's always going to get that assignment on the best score and for various reasons. But I, I don't see that, Jeff. But do you see anybody yet sticking out? I think it'll be matchup dependent. Now, if it's yeah. Caitlin Clark that we're speaking about or if it's uh, J.C. Sheldon, uh, at Ohio State, I think you're going to see Grace get some of that at least, or you know, the first chance at it at least maybe earlier in the season. Maybe, maybe by the time we get to Big Ten, it won't be. I thought that was one of the things I caught, Kathy. And this may be again a good point now to kind of jump into the interview with Austin and, and Coach Morin from her on Monday that she still referred to them that she still talked about they want to be gritty not yes. pretty on the yes. defensive end. So I think that answers some of the questions we've been having maybe in the offseason about what will this team's identity be? That's still going to be a defensive identity. And I think that's where you start wondering, can a, Kate, can a, a Chloe Moore McNeil guard a Caitlin Clark? Can a Sarah Scalia do it for a few minutes here and there? A, could a Sydney Parrish give you a possession or two? So, But I think it's all about matchups. And I think now with post players, I think that becomes obviously you, you're starting to look at somebody like Mac and, and Alyssa Geary, the, our transfer yep. from uh, Providence as such. So with maybe a little bit more. But again, the other one, oh, the other one I forgot to talk about in this segment and, and, and as such is Garden, is, you know, Jordan, yeah. Jordan Garzon from um, – um, Israel, the, yeah. our, our, from our Israel, um, person, come, our player from coming in from Israel. I think she is kind of an X factor here because we haven't seen her in a game yet, but everything we're hearing, at least kind of secondhand out of the, the rumor mill out of Bloomington is that she can guard anywhere from a one through three, maybe one, one through four, one through four. Yeah. Coach Morin specifically talked about her being able, she didn't specifically say guard, but play one through four today. Um, yeah. In Alyssa Geary, she said, um, again, kind of sprinkling in some from that interview as well. An interesting nugget she did say about Alyssa Gira since you brought her up is that she expects her to be a backup to McKenzie um, and be a very athletic five for them. And that's 
to your point, she might be the one that that becomes a really big defender for us because maybe especially with, you know, Mac working on her cardio um, and who knows if there's still lingering effects of her knee, maybe Alyssa's just a little more athletic. And so if they, the other team does have a more athletic big, maybe she gets more of that assignment too. So and I think inter- you're right though. It's going to be very matchup dependent and depends on who's your best player on that team. Right. I, I believe so. I really do. Yeah. Now, if it's, like I said, if it's Caitlin Clark, if it's JC Sheldon, a Taylor, Mike Sal, whoever might be hot for Ohio State, those kind of guards. I think Grace is going to get some of that assignment. Um, and I think you, you want Grace Berger to have that a little bit. I think yeah. you want your leader, your super senior leader, to feel like they can, they can take on that task. And, and also, Kathy, I'll ask you about this as well. What do you think about the comment that she made about Alyssa Geary maybe being more of a three-point shooter than they've had? You know, almost more, maybe yes. not quite Alexa Golbe, but probably in that mold. And, a, you know, and, and then, you, you know, maybe I'd be interested can you play you know you talked about it they were she mentioned being a backup but if she is a backup five she really might bring a real dynamic if she can stretch the floor yeah that's what that was really interesting wasn't it um because and i think that's why in my my head if we you know start talking about starters again I, i'm kind of shifting away from Alyssa being a starter now that she said this is the second time i've heard her in interviews this week talk about Alyssa um in that kind of backup realm uh, but in my mind, I had always thinking she was being more of a, an Alexa Goulbay and would play alongside yeah. McKenzie because she would be able to stretch the floor because she was more athletic and a little more mobile. But, you know, Coach Morin referred to her as a 6'4", and she's every bit of That's her 6'4". So, yeah. you know, she's probably maybe just a little bigger than I was um, anticipating in my my brain, not seeing much of her except for clips on that I could find on YouTube. So, yeah, excited to see what, what they look like. And that doesn't mean just because if she's more of a backup – and not a starter. Um, that doesn't mean she's not going to be out there with McKenzie. If you know, we want to go a little bigger too. So, and, 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 and you talked about, I think you even mentioned, but to kind of put them together an athletic, all of six foot four is what Terry right. basically said. I mean, she right. didn't say it that way, but she said she's very athletic and all of six foot four. So if you put the two together, man, that, that, that gives you some, and I think that's one thing, Kathy, let's kind of stay with this a little bit. We didn't really have a specific question about the starters, but I think maybe coach Morton gave us a little bit of insight more. I think you're going to see, I'll come around to this and you've been saying this really since the summertime. I, I I will be very shocked if Chloe Moore McNeil is not in the starting lineup on Friday and that Alyssa Geary basically comes in as like the sixth or seventh man, or at least the first big off the bench. Yeah, I, I think so too. I after after listening to Coach Moran from her Monday show, I, I'm even more convinced now that Chloe is going to be the starter, and Alyssa's probably going to be coming off of the bench now. So, which means that I think Sydney's probably going to get that other starting spot as well. So, I think we'll probably see a little bit smaller lineup than what I was originally anticipating. Mm-hmm. Mainly, again, because I thought Alyssa and McKenzie would be playing more side by side. But yeah, I've, I mean, we had heard it in media days. We've heard it now with Austin. Um, Coach Morin has said nothing but she has high expectations for Chloe Moore McNeil. And that Chloe has just been working her tail off. Um, and Chloe, too, back to the question that we are asked, she's specifically said that the thing she really wants to make sure she's improving on is not just focusing on offense, but being that, you know, defensive player. And we saw that, you know, coming coming a little bit on the court last year already. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what kind of lineups we can have. Um, which might lead us into our second question too, actually. <laughs> so. Yeah. So let's go to our second question. And this comes from Quang. It's kind of a two-part question. Have you heard any more about coach Morin using more depth? 
any new info about Yard and Garzon and of the transfers, which is most likely to contribute a lot. So Kathy, I'll let you tackle that first. Yeah. So a um, lot of, a lot of questions going on here. Um, so I think we definitely know more about coach more and using depth now than um, we did just three days ago. So she talked to with, again, back to her interview with Austin, just um, of a lot of players getting time. And the thing that surprised me is that one, she mentioned Yarden Garzan, which didn't surprise me, one of her freshmen, but she talked about two of the other freshmen as well, um, being a very big surprise. Um, I can't remember which one now. I think it might have been maybe Lexi um, being able to play point guard. Point guard. Yeah. And so I think, and she mentioned speaking of point guard that they will probably do more of a point guard committee that you'll see grace at the point that you may see Yarden at the point that even, um, uh, Sarah would be playing point from time to time. And she threw out a whole bunch of names, but she mentioned a long list of players that she expects, expects to contribute. I counted at least eight different names that she threw out there, um, which to me is a perfect amount of rotation if that's what we're targeting towards the end of the year. So have we heard more about depth? I absolutely think that that interview with Coach Morin um, earlier this week on Monday very much led to us saying, yes, I think she's very much willing to play more players. And she specifically said, and it's great because then we can give Grace more time and we don't have to rely on them all being workhorses like we did last year playing 38, 39 minutes. So I, I really think we're going to see a, a bigger rotation this year. How about you? Uh, and, and I think that's one of those where um, I kind of stick with this about the depth and, and, and such. So you've got, um, I was really interested because the way I took that comment from her was that grace is going to play the point quite a bit. That was kind of the, and maybe that was just the way I maybe heard different it. Different interpretation. Yeah. yeah. A little different interpretation, but she did mention she was, it will be a committee. You won't have just one point guard all the time, Right. but I, I've kind of been thinking, I've said this kind of since all season, I would not be surprised if you see Grace Berger, almost in like an old fashioned point forward type that, uh, that yeah. the Bucks used to run with Paul Pressey back in the day. Um, you see a little bit in, in the, in the NBA game, a little bit today, Giannis will run, sometimes run a little point action. Um, but I think the depth wise, what I want to see early in the season, Kathy, I want to see us to get up to 10. We talk kind of about, you know, yeah, you know, early. uh, 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 Mac, Grace, Sydney, um, uh, I'm, I'm going, uh, Sarah as our four starters Sarah, yeah. and then Chloe Morton Neal sounds like she's going to be our fifth. Then you got Alyssa Geary. Then you're going to have Yarden Garzon. Those are seven. We, and, and then I think you got to get Caitlin Peterson in the mix a little bit and find out if, if anything, you find out what you got with Caitlin. And then you also, know, and then you got Keandra Brown. Now, at least that yeah. I can get to nine with that. And I, oh, and like you said, she talked about Lexi Bargesser uh, playing the point, which did surprise me a little bit because everybody's been kind of assuming the freshman outside of Yarden weren't going to get much play. time. Yeah. But yeah. she seemed to have some confidence. And, and I thought maybe they might be a little bit cautious with Bargesser because the few pictures we've seen of her out of preseason practice, she has a pretty good sized brace on. This is a girl right. who injured her knee at the very beginning knee, of this yeah, last right. high school season and came. Yeah back and ran track in the spring but so but yeah I and, and I didn't catch the other freshman she mentioned but I would imagine it was probably uh uh Lily Meister yes it was Lily that was it so you know the the interesting thing of we're talking about all the people she talked about um you mentioned Caitlin Peterson I've yet to hear coach no. Morin really talk about her and and I was talking to 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 my husband about the the interview earlier today 
as we were sitting together and I said, you know, the, the interesting thing, we always want to talk about what she did say. And one thing that she didn't say, and I haven't heard her say is anything about Caitlin. And it makes me pause and wonder mm -hmm. if maybe she's not coming along as much this summer as we were hoping to see that improvement. Um, so she's a wild card for me right now, because I thought really she showed some flashes for us last year. And I know she was inconsistent to be expected, but I was thinking she might get a little more playing time, but now I'm starting to wonder if she will or not. Well, that's one of the ones where you think maybe did a couple of the transfer ends like a parish and a, and a scalia yep. take some time, possibly take some time away from her. The other and one that now some of the freshmen. Yeah. And, about. And, yeah. and obviously with Mac being back and she'll be healthy. I mean, we know she's just got to get her cardio, her, her conditioning back, but an Alyssa Geary and a Garzon possibly playing a one through a four, um, we haven't heard much about Keandra Brown. In the yeah, Austin. that's true. Yeah. I mean, so she's been, you know, we've seen her in videos and that, and, right. um, you know, and like a Hoosier hysteria. And I think maybe she's maybe gotten into a little better shape that might improve some of that. Uh, she definitely needs to work on her footwork from last year. So I'm curious about her too. Um, especially if, you know, Alyssa's meant to be the backup to McKenzie. I wonder where that leaves, um, Keandra. So, yeah. um, it's a good problem to have. It is. And that's what you want. If you have, <laughs> depth, if you have, year. if you have quality depth, that is a good problem to have. You hit, that's Absolutely. exactly, you hit the nail on the head there. And then we'll kind of the last part of Quank's question, Kathy, I'll give you, um, I think we're both going to have the same answer here, but of the transfers, which is most likely to contribute a lot? You know, my first inclination at this is to go with Sarah. I, I think Sarah with her three point shot um, and especially again, a comment because that's all we have right now to, to read way too much into our comments from coach during any of her media availability or interviews, <laughs> um, her comments of Sarah really being willing to get down and dirty on defense. I think she's going to get a lot of playing time and a lot of run and um, seeing her light it up uh, on, you know, the three point contest. Again, I get it. It's not not being defended. It's not game. It's a catch and shoot situation or not a catch and shoot situation. Rather, I get all that, but we know she can light it up because we saw her do it against us last year. Um, and, and against almost all of the other teams in the big 10. So I, I think she probably, if we're talking, when you're talking contributing, if you're talking points, especially, I think Sarah is probably going to be our bigger contributor. I, I, my inclination is to agree with that. I thought it was interesting what she talked about Sarah on the, uh, with the show with Austin on Monday about how it was different coaching her as compared to scouting her. I mean, they knew some of the things she could do, but they were scouting her and it was kind of, a, you know, you, you're, when you're scouting their team, you're breaking them down, obviously, but you're not looking at the little things. You're not looking to see how hard they work and, and things. And, and, and so I took away some of those things in that interview with Austin on Monday about just how surprised they were that she was willing. Cause this is a kid that's been known as an offensive player, how willing yeah. she was to get down and get as, as coach said, get gritty, not pretty, you know? So on the yeah. defensive end, I, I, obviously in my opinion, Kathy, I'll kind of throw it back to you as well on this and see what you think. I think it comes down to basically to Scalia or Parrish is who's going to be the bigger contributor yeah. on, on, of the, of the transfers. But I thought an interesting comment she made about Sydney Parrish that she referred to Sydney as a fixer, that somebody yeah. who, who, who kind of can get people in the right spot. And even though she's a transfer and coming in and kind of new to the program, but as, as Terry said, coach Morin said, she has a very high IQ basketball IQ. And I'm sure some, as book smart too, but you know, I, I think Terry, coach Moore was talking about, um, 
basketball IQ with that, but just how, how she can kind of see what's going and be able to get them into a flow, get them into a play or on the defensive end, be able to get people where they're supposed to be or cover for somebody who's gotten beat or lost. So what do you think about that comment? Yeah. You know, um, I, that was really interesting um, to me as well. And she referred to Yarden Garzon too, as one of the highest basketball IQ players <laughs> on the team. So um, yeah, I, I was, I, I'm really intrigued by that. I think I, I'm just even more excited about the team um, coming into this. So after her interview, I, I do want to say, uh, you know, somebody in our chat mentioned um, Sean, <laughs> my husband um, said, you know, a deeper team will mean less playing time. And that's something that Austin also asked coach Morin about in the interview with her. And he said, how do you do that? And he said, you know, and specifically not so much about the playing time being a deeper team, but because women have 14 scholarship players um, or up to 15, we have 14. And how do you manage that? Because clearly with that deep, that many people on a team, not everyone's going to get playing time. And she said, yeah, um, we have always had that in women's basketball. And for her, you know, it's just a matter of being open and honest with the, with all the players. So I'm sure, you know, the players know what's coming in to this, this season in terms of, you know, what Keander Brown knows what her role is supposed to be. And Caitlin Peterson knows what her role is supposed to be. So um, I, I think that coach Morin seems to have done a really good job managing all of that. And I don't know exactly, even after coaching 25 years, I'm not sure how you really measure it, Kathy, but you know it when you kind of see it, you know, or especially if you're, if you're watching somebody play often enough, like if you're out recruiting somebody as a high school kid or you're watching in, in practice, you'll catch it pretty quickly. But it, it makes me wonder how much of that is something that's an intangible that that's this, this staff looks for when they are recruiting, because mm -hmm. you kind of look at the players we have, to me, I mean, I've never heard Coach Morton come right out saying she may have it. I just haven't heard it. But talking with Grace, you can tell she's got a high basketball IQ. Yeah. She mentioned Yarden. She mentioned Sydney Parrish. Um, she didn't say it so much about uh, Alyssa Geary, but somebody that that is you, you got the feeling that they brought her in because of her ability to do certain things and, and be able to adapt. So, again, I, I wonder if that's just one of those things that she's really looking for. Yes, she wants athleticism. Yes, she wants kids who can put the ball in the basket. She wants kids who are going to get down and gritty on the defensive end. But I wonder if one of those things that she kind of checks a box for, if there's a question between a couple kids, if she's like, I want that kid with the, the high basketball yeah. IQ, you know, it makes me, I, I, I would love to be able to ask her that question. Yeah, I, I think so too. That'd be great. All right. I forgot Ooh. to put this question in the banner, Kathy. So I will have to put this away here, but from Gary Crawford and, and you're probably the best one to answer this. Yes, can we can listen, can we listen to games over the internet and how? Yes, there are two ways that I know of. Um, one is through tuned in. Um, you can actually listen to, um, I think it's the 105.1. I'll look it up quick just to make sure, but you can stream the radio station um, out of Bloomington. It's like a country station that um, has all the, the football games, the men's basketball game and the women's basketball games. And you can hear women there. The other way you can listen to it is if you download the Indiana university app, there is an app in case you didn't know. So if you've ever bought tickets from Indiana university, you get your tickets electronically on this app down at the bottom. There's a, a section called audio. That's where, for example, I went and listened to the interview with Terry Morin and Austin from earlier this week. Um, but they have um, all of the games actually archived, but you can also listen live to the games through that app as well. Um, and those, while I am thinking about it, I will look up exactly what, um, 
radio station you can get through tune in t-u-n-e and yeah, then I, for, I forget the number but I, it's i was it's one it's one something. 105.1 yeah, it's like WHCC it, out of Bloomington. Yeah. yeah. And they and, have both, again, the men and the women's games in football. If you want to stream a football game and, audio and, and Gary, I don't listen to too many on the radio. I, I'm, I hate hunting for it on, on tune in. Kathy's more of the expert on this. She even will be able to sync it up to I where do. she gets Austin with the video. She'll turn her, her volume on the TV down and she'll sync up. She'll sync it. So Austin and the game on the T on the video feed are pretty much in sync. And I give I her kudos that. for that. Cause I'm not sure I could be, figure out how to get that yeah. done. So I mute, but, I mute my TV and then I, I figured out which it, it, the only time it doesn't work is if the TV is way behind the audio. Um, because I can pause my TV to let the audio catch up, but I can't the other way, but yes, I will stream the, the audio feed and mute the television commentators. And I do that for both men and women's basketball, because most time I can't stand the, the TV commentators. So I'd much rather listen to fish or to Austin. And by the way, shout out to our, one of our guests we had on earlier this off season, Amanda Foster. She yeah, was, she did, she did a great job on the BTN plus telecast with the men's exhibition. The other day. I haven't seen who's doing the women's uh, broadcast on Friday night on BTN plus, but, um, uh, but kudos to, uh, shout out to Amanda who we've had on here before and hopefully we'll have on again as we go throughout the season. So our final question, Kathy, and I'll let you again, I'll give it to you first. From Phil, Phil Samuels, can the women win their last road game of the season? And I'm, and I when I saw this, I was assuming Phil meant the last regular season game yeah, in I meant Iowa, Iowa because yeah, technically too. after that everything becomes a neutral game in the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament. So, yes. but if he if he means the last game at Iowa, I'll give you the first shot at that. <laughs> you know, I'm never going to say no that they can't, um, because otherwise, why bother playing the games? I think there's always a chance, and gosh, there's so much basketball and growth and things to happen between now and the February. Do I think it's going to be their toughest game? 100%. I think this is probably going to be their toughest challenge this year, um, even more so than going down to Tennessee, to be honest with you. Um, I think we've talked about it a number of times on here. The Iowa program is, you know, outpacing the women the women's program is outpacing the men's in terms of season tickets they sold out at least three games last year during uh during their season towards the end of the year and i, I think they're on pace to sell out probably a number of them and i wouldn't be surprised if this one sold out by the time they get there as well so can they win it absolutely they can um it, it's going to be a tough road to pardon the pun <laughs> to to drive down though <laughs> that's for sure yeah. And, and I will say this, it's a hostile, it will be a very hostile environment. If it comes down, especially that games for a share or an outright big 10 title for either team, um, it will be a very hostile environment in Iowa city. Very much, very little red will be in the stands that night. At but least two where, shirts. <laughs> I, but at least two, Sean and Kathy are going to be there. But I think this is also though, we're a veteran team, even though we have seven new people, you look at this core group, they're vets. It's 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 Grace Berger, it's Mackenzie Holmes, it's Sydney Parrish, it's Sarah Scalia, it's Alyssa Geary. They should not have any fear about going into a road environment with something on the line. That doesn't mean they're going to win. I agree with Kathy. It's it'll be a tough game, but I definitely think to answer Phil's question, I think they can win that game and get you know, and hopefully I I believe it, I hopefully will be for a Big Ten title, and I think it will be. I think that game is going to be what BT, Big Ten uh, Big Ten Conference is hoping for is that that last yep. game of the year on Sunday in February, that last Sunday in February is going to be for the for somebody to get a share or an outright Big Ten title. Wouldn't it be awesome? but they were both tied coming in whoever wins gets right. the number one seed in the, the big 10 tournament but um 
But if you're talking about the Big Ten tournament, you know, you're talking more new, like neutral games. I think they yeah. go in the Big Ten tournament again. Where well, they see that, yeah, yeah, a, a seeding becomes such a big thing in the Big Ten tournament, and 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 then it becomes a little bit about matchups. And the big, and then you get to the NCAA tournament. That's all about matchups, even on the women's yeah. side. You know, you're how far you can go is determined by where you seed and who gets slotted in your regional, you know, yep. and you know, last year, IU could have been a sweet, or excuse me, an elite eight team again, but they got s- slotted yep. with UConn. If they're slotted with somebody else, they could have been very yeah. much yeah. in the elite eight again. It's just, it's all about matchups and, and, and such like that. But I definitely think they can win that last game, the last yeah. true road game in Iowa city. So yeah. Kathy, you got anything you want to add? You, you, you watched that episode with, uh, or the show with, with uh, Coach Morin and Austin, maybe all you know, I kind of went through and caught bits and yeah. pieces of it. Fast forward, anything that we haven't talked about that you want to add in here? No, I think we've covered. I'm I'm looking here at my notes, and I I think we covered all of it. I mean, the biggest ones: Grace's shoulder in a three point, McKenzie's knee, and that her cardio is behind. Alyssa Geary being Max backup. The difference. It's interesting. We interpreted her point guard comments as different. I I agree. She said um, Grace would definitely be playing it. I just thought she meant there would probably be a lot more people playing point than maybe we've historically seen. Yeah. Um, we talked. She talked a lot about Yarden playing anywhere from one through four, and she's really coming along and her high expectations for Chloe. So those are the big nuggets I took away. So I think we talked about all of them. All right. Yeah. So time for lingering questions, Kathy, is there a lingering question as we head into the exhibition game on Friday and then the very first game that will count in the standings on Tuesday, any lingering questions you yeah, have against Vermont? Um, my lingering question now, as I am questioning, which we already talked about, was McKenzie. Now, how much she will be in game shape by the time we really need her to be in game shape? Will we really quick with that Tennessee game, right? Like, where is that? The four games in? Yeah. yeah. Or three games in if you don't count the exhibition. So three games in or at Tennessee. Um, that's my biggest question right now. And, and if she's not and she's, you know, not quite ready to play as many minutes as maybe we would like to see from her, if Alyssa really can come in and be that backup that we need and, and what kind of dynamics that's going to, to show for us. So um, that's probably my biggest lingering question on my my brain right now. And for me, the lingering question going into the exhibition against Kentucky Wesleyan on Friday and Vermont, the first game on uh, on Tuesday, I want to see how far we go on the bench. I want yes. I, in these two yeah. games, especially especially in the exhibition, I won't be shocked to see us get to 11 or 12. But against Vermont, can we at least get to 10? And I'm not looking. I don't want five. I'm not looking for the hockey line substitution here or anything, right. five for five. But I, I would like to see 10 kids get at least seven plus minutes. And, and yeah. that's and I want to see us get, develop a little something because I felt like and I think Terry Coach Moore even said that I keep wanting to take our first time. Coach Moore even said this on the show with Austin. She admitted, and I think she knew this, and she maybe even said a little bit last year. They got worn down, not only yep. because of the schedule, yeah. but they just didn't play very many kids, and it caught up with them as they got into that schedule where they had to play six games in twelve days and then move into the tournament. So. Um, I, so I think she knows now, but sometimes that's hard. I, having been there as a coach, you may come into the season going, ah, I'm going to get 10 kids in tonight and I'm going to get them right. seven plus minutes. But then, you know, you kind of get into the heat played. of the moment in the play. And <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden it's like, you know, now come big 10 season, you get that rotation down to eight where you're playing eight kids, 10 plus minutes. I'm fine. That's, that, that's good right. depth. 
nine kids, eight, eight, nine minutes plus. Um, that's good depth. I don't expect them to go 10 or 11 deep once the Big Ten no. season gets here, except unless they get a situation where they can go, they get a blowout against one of the teams toward the bottom of the conference. And then that's, you know, you know what we always used to call the plus 20 or minus 20 kid. You know, you're up 20 yeah. or down 20. But, you know, <laughs> but that's what you, but that's what I want to see. That's my lingering question. Can she at least build some depth in these first few games? Yeah, I, that's a great point too. So, um, and not just that, but the, to your point, like if you get to get to a nice steady eight person rotation by the time you get into the the meat of your your schedule here in Big Ten play, uh, I would be ecstatic to see that over last year where we basically had six players. So adding even just two more would be really fantastic growth, I think, for us. And at times you felt like it was five and a half. Right. Yes. You know, it really <laughs> did. And, and the other thing That's I will be and I'll say this kind of I'm going to kind of preview this lingering question. I'll be interested to see Tennessee will probably have a pretty good crowd in a couple of weeks for that game. I'll be interested to see how somebody like Yarden Garzon reacts to that type of environment. Cause even though she's played a little bit of professional ball in Israel, I doubt the crowds have been as big as she's going to see down in Knoxville. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. You know, not. And so that's, and I'm hoping our crowds show up here early as well. Plus I'm sure when we get in some of the, the, the higher profile games, we'll have some good crowds. I'd really be interested if the university would release some of the ticket numbers, but we haven't seen, I haven't at least seen anything about ticket numbers so far mm -hmm. from, 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 no, from the university. No, just that they're changing the the policy of metal detectors and, and <laughs> yeah what purses women can bring in our, our Ben for that matter. Yeah, too. They, if so. you didn't see that today, that's a great point. Kathy brings up. Uh, if you plan on going to the game Friday night or Tuesday night, or even games in the future, the women now also will have the clear bag policy in effect. So it's been in effect for the men's basketball and the football games for a while, but it's, uh, I can't remember the size, but everybody kind of, you know, if you've been to probably like uh, it's about this big, it's not really very big. And yeah. so, but it's got to be a clear bag if you want to bring it inside. So yep. let people know that as we go along. So a uh, couple programming notes. Yeah. Uh, our next show will be next Wednesday on the 9th. We will recap the season opener against Vermont and also the exhibition game from Friday night against Kentucky Wesleyan. We're not going to be doing any uh, post-game shows live after those two games. We thought we'd just try to recap those a little bit. And we will, uh, I think right now, Kathy and I have been talking about the Tennessee game being our first live post-game show uh, after that game. Uh I, if you haven't checked out our Twitter feed at Doing the Work, uh, we have our own Twitter feed. It's at DTWIUWBB, which is Doing the Work IU Women's Basketball. If you search for us on Twitter, Doing the Work, you should be able to find us pretty easily on Twitter, or you can check out the Assembly Call community page as well. Also, if you follow us on Twitter or the community, I've been trying to update on the former IU players who are playing overseas and, and we have several players playing. Alexa Golbe had her first start the other day uh, for her Spanish team. Uh, Nikki Cardano Hillary has been getting some decent playing time. She's been averaging about, I'd say probably about eight to 12 minutes a game. Uh, uh, the one that really is playing well right now is Amanda Cahill, who was just named a player of the week in Luxembourg. Uh, she's averaging, I think 25 a game and, and is leading the league over in Luxembourg, I believe in scoring at this point, they've only played a That's handful awesome. of games, but, and then That's Tyra great. bus is off to, and Tyra bus is off to a good start in yeah. Lithuania. Yeah. So some, you know, and so as well, Jory Davis is playing in Italy, uh, as well. So AC radio is scheduled for their regular post-game show 
tomorrow night after the men's exhibition against St. Francis. And that's St. Francis out of Fort Wayne. In fact, one of the players on that team is Damon Bailey's son, who will be playing in Assembly Hall against IU in the exhibition. By the way, Kathy, did you see that? I know this isn't the men's show, but did you notice uh, Huntington was in yesterday? They were going down, I think, Evansville for a scrimmage tonight. And they stopped in yesterday at Assembly Hall and played Huntington coached by former uh, uh, Hoosier Steve Alford's son, Corey. So, oh, really? Uh, so, yeah, so interesting that. how there's some <laughs> real dynamics yeah. here uh, as well. Uh, also, be sure to catch or subscribe to the next episode of Crimson Cast. They're part of our Back Home Network. And so it's time for Last Call, and we're going to throw it over to Kathy for her thoughts that she wants to leave us on tonight. Yeah, I think uh, just a couple couple things real quick, Jeff. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm excited again. I know it's an exhibition Friday night, uh, but you know it's still basketball. It's time to see how some of these puzzle pieces that we've been talking about now for months are going to start fitting together. And I think that is still our biggest lingering question: is uh, so many new faces onto the team. How will they gel together? And you know, we might see them mix and match and start doing a lot of things. We'll start seeing maybe quite hopefully quite a bit of depth on Friday. So encourage all of our listeners and and followers out there if you don't already go ahead and subscribe to big 10 plus even just for a couple of months um, I know that the men only have a couple of games on there but the women will have quite a few and this is just going to be an exciting team to watch and I don't think you'll regret it I mean if you're listening to us then hopefully you've already got a big 10 plus um, subscription I know sometimes the the uh, broadcast is not the best produced um, but you know, I think they're getting better. And if it's any indication of how the men's podcast was, as you mentioned with Amanda Foster, if it's going to be more like that, I was pretty pleased with it. And I hope mm -hmm. to see more of that. Um, so excited to see that. And then the first game against Vermont on Tuesday, that really counts for something. Um, on a personal note, I do want to just say thanks to a lot of people I know last week on Assembly Call, they mentioned um, my husband's going through some health issues right now. And I've had a lot of people reach out to me um, privately um, or even publicly and wish us, you know, a lot of happy thoughts. So I appreciate all that. Keep it coming. Um, we're heading down a good road with him. It's going to be a pretty long one for us to get through, but super appreciate that. You know, I've had a lot of great um, letters and phone call or texts and everything, and even uh, got a great uh, little gift basket from the assembly call guys from Jared and coach and stuff. So all of that is really appreciated and just want to know, you know, give you a quick update. He is doing pretty good as, you know, all things considered. He feels great actually. So um, it's just a matter of, of working through this. So. Um, thanks. Thanks to everyone for all of your support. Really much appreciate it. And we're, and we're glad to hear all the good news about with Sean and for you as well. And, and just goes to show you the, how, how, how great our community is that the, so many of you have reached out to Kathy and Sean to, and send along positive vibes and the thoughts and the prayers. So again, just a, amazing what our community is, has become and how much it cares yeah. about each other inside the community. For me, my kind of last call thought here is I'm with Kathy. I'm really looking forward to seeing game start. I'm ready to see kids out on the floor playing and I'm really looking forward to seeing the, the puzzle starting to fit together, the puzzle pieces starting to fit together as we get for, going forward toward Tennessee, North Carolina, and then obviously into the Big Ten season. I'm really excited about this season, and, and I hope you guys are too. And we want to thank all the workaholics who show up every week or so to watch us in here on YouTube. And, and for those of you who listen on the podcast on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast feed from, don't forget you. we now have our own feed, the Doing the Work uh, podcast feed so you can search for us and it'll come up there rather than under the assembly call uh, uh, feed 
and just want to thank everybody, the sponsors and everybody, or, or you know, Home Field Apparel is our, one of our sponsors, and, and thank everybody for that. So I'm looking forward to it. Kathy, been a great show. Yeah, a lot of fun. Next time we'll have real basketball to talk about, not just speculation. <laughs> yeah, we'll have real show, real basketball to talk about. We can nitpick all the things that we thought Coach yep. Warren should be doing. Because right? we're yes, because that's what we're you here for. To, yeah, that's right, and you have room to just say that. I'm, you know, I coached my son when he was like in fifth grade once, so <laughs> I don't know if I mind count a whole lot. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So if you want to see us do the show live and be a part of the live chat, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash assembly call. Also make sure you sign up for our free IU hoops email newsletter. It comes out every Sunday and after every men's basketball game, we want to pass shout out to Ari, uh, to Ari. He's our, uh, does a lot of our background work and getting everything uploaded into the podcast feeds and everything. And he, he does a lot of the work on the newsletter. So if you have, you want some of that, uh, subscribe to that at, and that's, you can join for free today at assemblycall.com. That's join.assemblycall.com. And that's where you can get started accessing the newsletter special thanks to john ringer of rig design for designing our new logo as you can see if you're watching the youtube feed you see it in our upper right hand corner and as we mentioned earlier also a big thank you to bob thompson for our new music that you heard for the first time we'll use it kind of here for our outro here in a few, a few seconds but thanks bob for that we really appreciate it and and thank you for listening we'll be back to talk iu hoops again soon until then keep your elbows in your eyes on the rim and go hoosiers Awesome. That was yeah. perfect. That is yeah. perfect. Yeah. I like Bob's work, you know, so, but yeah, he does so a good job. He does a great job. You're right. And, and such, but it's kind of neat to feel like we, you know, we're getting, you know, kind of our own stuff, you know, and, and yes, thanks to is. Jared and everybody who, who has made that possible for us, all the people in the back home network. So yeah, as we've mentioned before, so, um, workaholics, thank you guys for being here tonight. We, you know, tried to keep it under an hour tonight. Yeah, so we did. We've done, Look and so though. far, we're doing pretty good. Uh, <laughs> thanks to everybody who provided. Thanks to everybody who provided questions. Um, yep. Quang and uh, and Phil and Gary and Sean who provided uh, questions for us tonight. Appreciate all that. We'll be back next week. So we'll yes. see everybody then. And talk real basketball. Talk so, real basketball. Great. All right. Good night, everybody. Night, everybody.